Let's see here. We got it's 27 November. We're right at the end of the month. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. For sure, it's the end of days. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, before we get into our first couple categories, I've got a couple things. The first one is that a family showed up. What a beautiful family. We've got Matt and Gina. Is that right? Matt and Gina. And then they've got their entire family. I mean, there's a whole line of people here. And I don't remember all of the names, but I remember Benjamin because it's biblical. And I remember Laban because that's biblical. So those are the two. And the rest of you, I'm sorry, I'll have to get your names again. Your dad was talking and, and we were uh, getting to know each other. But what a beautiful family. So welcome. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful vacation here in Florida. This is home for us. For uh, Grandpa moved here in 1948. We've been here 74 years. And I never get tired of it, ever. I love Florida. Um, is this your first time here? The first time in the church here, but I've been down. You have been to Florida, though? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, uh, Sarasota or other areas? Uh, I've been a couple of Oh, good. Okay. Well, welcome to you. And I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed today and uh, your whole time down here. And stay out of the sun, okay? If you're going to go in the sun, make sure you put on some some sunscreen because you can get burnt terribly. You see people over at the emergency clinic with welts on their bodies. And dad seems to know that because he's been here before, but take care with that one when you come to Florida. It can be dangerous. Okay. The one other thing that I want to read before we get into our first category, I started last week with a note about Governor Abbott in Texas. I want to read you what he sent to the person filling the White House right now. Governor Greg Abbott has sent a letter to Biden declaring Texas was escalating its border security efforts by invoking Article 1, 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution, enabling his state to protect its own territory against invasion by the Mexican drug cartels. The governor also said in the letter that Biden had opened our border to this record-breaking level of illegal immigration, and there was in violation of Article 4, 4 of the U.S. Constitution. Your sustained dereliction of duty compels Texas to invoke the powers reserved in Article 1, 10, Clause 3, which represents an acknowledgement of the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Abbott wrote, citing the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia in Arizona versus U.S., Abbott also said the nation's founders knew a future president might abandon his obligation to safeguard the states from an extraordinary inflow of people who have no legal right of entry. They foresaw your failures. In the more, this is him writing to the president. In the more than 240 years of our great nation, no admin has done more than yours to place the states in imminent danger a direct result of your policy decisions and refusal to deliver on the Article 4.4 guarantee. In the absence of action by your admin to secure the border, every act by Texas officials is taken pursuant to the authority that the founders recognized in Article 1.10, Clause 3. Abbott vowed that Texas would escalate our efforts to repel and turn back any immigrant who seeks to enter our state at a border crossing that Congress has designated as illegal. 
to return to the border those who do cross illegally and to arrest criminals who violate Texas law. He sent that to the person filling the office of presidency of the United States. We've got people bringing in drugs, guns, and people that aren't even from South or Latin America. They're coming from countries all over the world with evil intent to harm citizens of the United States. And he's taking action. And notice he did it right the first week after he was reelected. Good job. Okay, now we got some news from Israel. From the Times of Israel, Lapid on FBI probe of Abu Akleh death. She's the lady that the uh, Palestinian media person who was shot. No foreign body will interrogate our troops. For months, the Biden administration refused to launch its own investigation, instead relying on probes conducted by Israelis and Palestinians. Washington went on to reach the same conclusion determined by the IDF that Abu Akleh was hit by a bullet, likely shot by an Israeli soldier by mistake. The Palestinian Authority has alleged that she was targeted. Democratic lawmakers and Abu Akleh's family pushed for the U.S. to go further, and the pressure may have played a role in the Justice Department decision, which was swiftly rejected by Israel. IDF soldiers will not be interrogated by the FBI or by any foreign body or foreign country, no matter how friendly. We will not abandon IDF soldiers to foreign investigations, and our strong protest has been conveyed to the Americans at the appropriate levels. The IDF is a moral and values-based army, which we know is true based on everything they do when they conduct their warfare. IDF soldiers and commanders defend the state of Israel, thoroughly investigate every aberrant incident against their own soldiers as well as attacks against others. They're very fair about how they do their things and are committed to the values of democracy and its laws. Lapid said, I will not allow an IDF soldier that was protecting himself from the terrorist fire to be prosecuted just to receive applause from abroad. The FBI is saying they're going to investigate a sovereign nation's incident, which has already been agreed on that nothing happened. That would be like some country coming into America and saying, we are now going to investigate your soldiers for what happened. We can investigate our own soldiers, and we do. Remember my lay in Vietnam? We investigate these things. From the Times of Israel, White House tells Israel Justice Department opened Abu Akleh probe without its knowledge. The White House informed Israeli counterparts that it was not involved in the decision to open an FBI investigation into the killing of this lady. Times of Israel. Israeli Navy declares ship-mounted version of Iron Dome operational. Unbelievable. Prophecy coming true all over the world, including the seas of Israel. A ship-mounted version of the Iron Dome air defense system has been declared operational following a recent test. The Defense Ministry and the Israeli Navy announced. In a joint statement, the ministry and military said the advanced model of the Iron Dome, known as Sea Dome, underwent a successful test last month aboard the SAR-6 class Corvette INS Oz, simulating threats the system is likely to face at sea. The Navy's new SAR-6 Corvettes are tasked with guarding the natural gas platforms off Israel's coast as well as its shipping lanes. The test simulated real threats and included the system's successful detection and interception of targets in challenging scenarios. The tests represented a significant milestone in enhancing the capabilities of the Corvettes and marked the final stage of the Naval Interception System's operationalization. 
The Sea Dome system constitutes a significant addition to the Israeli Navy's defense capabilities in a wide array of missions, including guarding of strategic assets, the exclusive economic zone, and maintaining the regional maritime superiority of the state of Israel. Once again, for a nation that did not exist until the year my grandfather moved to Florida, which in the span of time is just a blip, now is far ahead of the rest of the world in its technology, just as the Bible said would occur from the times of Israel. Israel joins U.S.-Canada plan for net zero carbon emissions in government by 2050. Oh, you gotta wonder. The Finance and Environmental Protection Ministries announced that Israel was joining a White House initiative to bring net carbon emissions down to zero by 2050 in all government activities. In an effort to both reduce global warming emissions, which doesn't exist, by the way, if you've been up in uh, Buffalo recently, you disagree with that, and to set an example for markets to do the same, an Environmental Protection Ministry statement explained that as the biggest employers in any economy, governments own large quantities of real estate and cars and buy goods and services in great volumes. In so doing, they also contribute significantly to the human-caused emissions that are fueling climate change. Rush Limbaugh, when he was alive, had a study done, and the study said that one volcano puts out more of these supposed emissions than everything we've ever put out in the history of the universe. So it's just wealth redistribution. That's all that's happening here. You work hard, you pay your taxes, and then they take it and fritter it away and then ask you for more. Net zero means that global warming gases emitted into the atmosphere are balanced or offset by the carbon, methane, and other materials that are removed from the atmosphere and are then either used again in industry or stored for a long time. Okay, we got some news from Christianity today. Uh, I know that this is not a valid sect of Christianity, but it falls under the umbrella of Christianity, so I'm going to read you the article. Mormon Church comes out in support of same-sex marriage law. The Mormons said it supports proposed federal legislation to safeguard same-sex marriages. It's the church's latest show of support in the lead-up to an expected congressional vote. The 17 million member Utah-based faith said in a statement that the church doctrine would continue to consider same-sex relationships against God's commandments and yet would support rights for same-sex couples as long as they didn't infringe upon religious groups' right to believe as they choose. Okay, that's their right to do that, but I'm telling you this so you know where their stand is. We believe this approach is the way forward as we work together to preserve the principles and practices of religious freedom together with the rights of LGBTQ, LMNOP individuals, much less can be accomplished to heal relationships and foster greater understanding. This is a part of the church's overall theology, essentially sustaining the law of the land, recognizing that what they dictate and enforce for their members in terms of their behavior is different than what it means to be a part of a pluralistic society. Now, what that means is we say, well, this is the law of the land, and so we're going to go with it. Abortion is the law of the land, and yet it is against God's will, and it is our duty to work against that. It is the murdering of an unborn human child. Just because something is legal does not make it right. Hence, we had slavery in America, and everybody was against it because it is something that is not morally sound in today's world. Slavery still exists in today's world. It's existed all along. It was a part of 
the, what the Bible proclaims. Paul says, if you're a slave and you can get your freedom, do so. And if not, you know, do your best, serve your uh, masters well, etc. So it's a part of the human condition, but nobody on the left would ever say that slavery is right, and yet it was legal. So legal does not mean moral. And this is what we need to remember when we read articles like this. The faith opposes same-sex marriage and sexual intimacy, but it has taken a more welcoming stance to LGBT people in recent years. In 2016, it declared that same-sex attraction is not a sin while maintaining that acting on it was. Okay, so they're saying that, and that's true to a point. Every one of us has thoughts that are immoral in our heads, okay? But intent to commit an act is sin, according to Jesus. You look at a woman with lust in your heart, you have committed adultery with her. So they're not really rightly dividing the word when they're making their stand on this issue. Shocking. Yeah. From WTOP, Maryland Probe finds 158 abusive priests, over 600 victims. An investigation by Maryland's attorney general identified 158 Roman Catholic priests in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, only there, not the whole country or anything, only there, who have been accused of sexually and physically abusing more than 600 victims over the past 80 years. Attorney General Brian Frosch announced that his office has completed a 463-page report on the investigation, which began in 2019. At least they're bringing this out, but it never should have come to this. He filed a motion in Baltimore Circuit Court to make the report public, Court permission is required because the report contains information from grand jury subpoenas. It's unclear when the court will make a decision. The report summarizes the sexual abuse and physical torture perpetuated by all 158 priests and archdiocese response to that abuse. The court filing said, in a letter released Thursday evening, Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore apologized to the victim survivors who were harmed by a minister of the church and who were harmed by those who failed to protect them, who failed to respond to them with care and compassion, and who failed to hold abusers accountable for their sinful and criminal behavior. Upon reading today's motion, we feel renewed shame, deep remorse, and heartfelt sympathy, most especially to those who suffered from the actions of representatives of the very church entrusted with their spiritual and physical well-being. Well, if this was not brought out by those people, the church never would have admitted it, ever. They got caught, and this is the result. And this is what happens when you divert from this word. This word tells us how to conduct our affairs from the Christian headlines. The Chosen. Now, before I say any more, don't send me an email and tell me why I should not watch The Chosen or why you love The Chosen. I don't care, Okay. All I'm doing is reading you about The Chosen because it is a uh, production which is based on the Bible. It may not adhere to the Bible, okay, but it is based on the Bible. So please don't tell me one way or another what you think about it. I'm just reading an article, and I know this because I'll get 400 emails if I don't say that, okay? I'm not endorsing The Chosen, and I'm not not endorsing The Chosen. If you want to watch it, that's your choice, okay? The very people that write commentaries on why you should not watch The Chosen have... Watched The Chosen. Okay? The Chosen stuns Hollywood by opening at number three. We are shocking the industry. The latest movie from the Bible-based hit series, The Chosen, opened in the top three over the weekend. This is a week ago. 
He told me about this, and so I checked it out, and that's why I'm uh, reading this to you. Surprising Hollywood observers and edging out major titles with larger budgets, way larger budgets. The Chosen Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, grossed an estimated $8.2 million for a number three finish. Now, he told me when it first finished, it was actually number two. And this was based on like 1,500 um, uh, cinemas that it was released in, and some of the... 2,000, and some were uh, released in 4,000. So the numbers are actually way skewed because if they had released it in all 4,000, the numbers would have been double, okay? So uh, you have to understand this guy, if you want to understand the numbers, he follows them. He knows every number of every one of these, and he can tell you all about all of, you know, Hollywood history on numbers, okay? He's a numbers guy. Anyway... Um, he says that they, the numbers are hugely actually skewed compared to what they would otherwise be. The Chosen Season 3, Episodes 1 and 2, grossed an estimated $8.2 million for a number 3 finish, trailing only Black Panther Wakanda Forever at $67 million. Well, that's not even close. And The Menu, which is $9 million, and more than tripling another new release, six-placed She Said at $2.2 million. Variety labeled the number three finish a surprise success and the 8.2 million impressive. The series follows the story of Jesus and his followers. It does not follow it from a biblical perspective, just so you know that, okay? It follows Jesus and his followers, and it is a story about Jesus, okay? I won't go any further than that. The first two seasons are free to watch on the Chosen app, okay? Now, we got some news from Mideastern Africa, from the Times of Israel, Azerbaijan to open embassy in Israel, the first Muslim Shiite country to do so, which is hugely surprising because the Iranians are Shiite. That's correct. The Azerbaijani parliament approved a proposal to open an embassy in Israel. The historic decision will make Azerbaijan the first Shiite Muslim country to open an embassy in the Jewish state. The decision to open an embassy reflects the depth of the relationship between our countries. This move is the result of the Israel government's efforts to build strong diplomatic bridges with the Muslim world. The Azeri people will now be represented for the first time in the state of Israel. Zero Hedge. UK Hoteller refuses. This is a guy, remember a week ago I told you that they were going out and they were going to send the illegal immigrants in the UK out into the country? Okay, listen to this guy's stand on this. He refuses a one million pound offer from the home office to house asylum seekers. A hoteler in the UK has rejected an offer in excess of one million pounds from an agency acting on behalf of the home office to convert his hotel into an accommodation for asylum seekers. Richard Martin, who owns the three-star Blazing Donkey Country Hotel in Sandwich, Kent, revealed he had been offered £1,080,000 and a guarantee of 100% for at least 12 months at the hotel if he permitted it to be used exclusively to house asylum seekers. The hotel boss said he turned down the proposal as he couldn't think of anything more absurd. He explained that he would have to lay off staff at the restaurant, cancel hundreds of weddings booked at the venue. We spent 30 years building up the business, but the money doesn't come into it. Martin told local media outline Kent Online, we didn't consider the offer at all, as our reputation would have been shattered overnight. Quite honestly, my wife and I felt repulsed 
and very angry that they would think I would even consider it. Martin accused the government of effectively becoming disruptors of the hotel industry and added that he hopes no other hoteler in the country worth their salt considers this sly approach. That is a man of integrity right there. That is, there are very few people like that in the world that would turn down the golden egg out of principle. From the Gateway Pundit, Kevin McCarthy tells Jewish group he will remove anti-Semitic Democrat Elon Omar from House Foreign Affairs Committee as Speaker. GOP House Leader Kevin McCarthy spoke at a Republican Jewish Coalition's 2022 leadership meeting in Las Vegas. McCarthy told the Republican Jewish group that he will keep his promise if he becomes House Speaker and remove her from the Foreign Affairs Committee. This comes after Ilan Omar's numerous anti-Semitic remarks and troubling anti-American statements. Kevin McCarthy, I promised you last year as Speaker she will no longer be on the Foreign Affairs, and I'm keeping that promise. Under Pelosi's leadership, House Democrats removed Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments for statements she made years ago. Not even during her tenure, years ago. And of course, nothing MTG said can hold a candle to the toxic, hateful remarks by Ilan Omar. They set the precedent under Pelosi. They have to live with it now. Yeah. Times of Israel. Tehran agrees to help Moscow manufacture explosive drones in Russia. Russia has reached a deal with Iran to begin manufacturing kamikaze drones on Russian soil after long weeks of attacking Ukrainian cities with Iranian-made aircraft. Western officials said Russian and Iranian officials finalized the deal during a meeting in Iran earlier this month. They said the info was based on new intelligence seen by American and other Western security agencies. The newspaper citing three unnamed officials familiar with the matter said Iran and Russia had rapidly begun to transfer designs and key components to begin production of such drones within months. It is proceeding quickly from decision-making to implementation. It is moving fast and has a lot of steam. The meeting in Tehran involved a team of Russian defense industry negotiators to work out the logistics. And we're still trying to deal with these people. Okay, we got something interesting here from Mongolia. And this is a sure sign of the end times. Okay, this actually happened about a week and a half ago. And apparently it's still ongoing after 12 days. From Barstool Sports, sign of the apocalypse, sheep in Mongolia have been walking in a circle. A flock of sheep has been caught walking round in a circle for a whole 12 days without stopping. The sheep can be seen ambling around in continuous clockwise motion inside their pen in northern China in the footage taken in early November. The owner of the sheep, Miss Miao, was left dumbfounded by her flock's pattern. She said it started with just a few sheep before other members of the flock joined in. In the footage, hundreds of sheep can be seen following one after another around in a circle. Other sheep are standing in the middle of the circle, with some eventually deciding to join the display. Others remained at the very center of the circle, staying completely still. Okay, that's a joke that it's a sign of the end times, but it's very interesting. So I thought I'd throw that in there from <laughs> Mongolia today. And actually, it was inner Mongolia. It's not regular Mongolia. It's Chinese inner Mongolia, but hey, it's cool. So there you go. Daniel prophesied the technology would increase in the end times. From the Voice of America, satellites shed light on dictators' lies about economic growth. You know, people will say our economy is this big or our economy is that big. 
they can tell by the satellite photos. Somebody sat down and did a study. Very interesting. Authoritarian regimes are significantly overstating their GDP growth, according to new research that uses satellite images of countries at night as a proxy for economic activity. The report estimates that autocracies exaggerate yearly GDP growth by about 35% relative to democracies. The research starts from a central premise that all leaders, whether in democracies or dictatorships, want to boast of a booming economy. Everyone would always want to paint a rosier picture. The crucial difference is that in a democracy, you have a whole network of checks and balances that restrains this behavior somewhat. Now, we've had Biden lying about our economy for the past seven months, and nobody said anything until Twitter was bought out by Elon Musk. And all of a sudden, he started censoring their posts, saying that this is not true, and now they've started to tell the truth or just not posting, okay? So that is what a democracy is supposed to do, is to keep people like this in check. For instance, you have the media scrutinizing the numbers, like Musk. You have the opposition in the legislature also asking questions. Nowadays, in many settings, we have freedom of information requests. The underlying hypothesis is that when we start looking at undemocratic regimes, these checks and balances start to become largely absent. So how to measure economic growth when you can't trust the government numbers? Research indicates that satellite images showing the intensity of electric lights at night are a close proxy for economic activity. A common example is the nighttime satellite view of the Korean Peninsula. Much of South Korea is a democracy. It is lit up brightly. North Korea, whose economy under dictator Kim Jong-un is around 60 times smaller than that of its southern neighbor, is mostly black. The frontier clearly visible by the change in luminosity. As an economy develops, things get built, like infrastructure, streetlights, homes, industries. The Freedom in the World Index, produced by the NGO Freedom House, as a measure of a nation's democracy. He then compared official GDP figures to the economic growth implied by the satellite images of nighttime luminosity. What I find is that, say, you take two countries, and in these two countries, the nighttime lights grow by the same amount. And it happens that one of them is more democratic than the other. It turns out that the same amount of growth in light translates into lower reported GDP growth in the more democratic country. His study observed GDP figures and satellite data for 184 countries over 20 years, up to 2013. The pattern was clear. Dictatorships overstate their GDP growth. Martinez said foreign aid programs, listen to some of the reasons why they're doing this. Foreign aid programs also appear to influence a country's willingness to overstate its GDP. Many of the poorest countries in the world receive a lot of foreign aid. But once they reach a certain level of income, once they become rich enough, they graduate out of that program they become ineligible. And so, of course, you can imagine that when you have a lot of money coming in because the country's relatively poor, you don't have a strong incentive to overstate growth and to say that you're doing really well. So indeed, I find that it's only once poor countries graduate and become ineligible for foreign aid that these patterns start to appear. China's authoritarian leader, Xi Jinping, was sworn in for another five-year term last week. It's two weeks ago now. Martinez's model suggests Beijing may have overstated GDP growth by a third 
over the past two decades. They're actually overstating it, not understating it, making its economy far smaller than claimed. A report published by the Brookings Institution in 2019 suggested that China had been overstating its economic growth by about 2% every year, making its economy 12% smaller than official figures then claimed. China denies manipulating economic data. Beijing delayed the release of its 2022 third quarter growth figures without explanation, coinciding with the Communist Party Congress. The figures were eventually released in late October, claiming year-on-year quarterly growth of 3.9% exceeding analyst forecasts. Why would they do that? Because they have to pay carbon taxes if they are any richer and if they have more economy like we do. And they're not going to do it. Nobody's going to hold them accountable because of it. Everything comes down to lies in government. Never trust the government. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation speaks of. From Mail Online, Biden's COVID bribe. Americans who get a booster vaccine this winter will get $20 discounts on their groceries and on their caskets amid surging inflation and a sluggish rollout. Biden hopes the incentives will boost dismal bivalent booster vaccination rates. They're bribing people with $20 in food so you can go out and get yourself stuck from the Daily Caller. Biden signs declaration to build on the success, the success of vaccine passports. I don't remember any success with that. I remember a lot of government control in the states that had these things. We support continued international dialogue and collaboration on the establishment of trusted global digital health networks as part of the efforts to strengthen prevention and response to future pandemics that should capitalize and build on the success of the existing standards and digital COVID-19 certificates, the joint declaration reads. In other words, they want total control over you and your life. That's what they want. No more traveling to Florida for any of you that are from out of Florida without a vaccine passport. That's what they want. From the post-millennial, NBC News tells parents to vaccinate their kids and shun the unvaccinated over the holidays. COVID, flu vaccines, wash hands, stay home. If feeling unwell, avoid physical interaction with unvaccinated individuals were the tips put on the screen by NBC. My brother last night while I was out to dinner with him told me that uh, an Australian doctor is blaming the unvaccinated for the vaccinated having heart attacks because we're stressing them by saying that they shouldn't have gotten. That's right. That is actually science now. From Zero Hedge, Pfizer and Moderna to investigate their own vaccines for myocarditis risks after, after millions and millions of people around the world, billions around the world have been injected with that. Now they're going to study it. Epic Times, FDA says telling people not to take, now listen to this, your daughter, your sister would laugh at this title. FDA says telling people not to take ivermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. (laughs) Doctors have lost their livelihoods because of that. Can you imagine them even coming out with the, the, oh, all right, Gateway Pundit. Canadian doctor says College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario suggests unvaccinated patients are mentally ill and should be put in a psychiatric medication. This is where we're at in the world now. Okay. Um, Morality is declining. I may skip several of these articles because we have some children in here and I don't want to say anything that is. So let me read these first. 
If you're not normal, you're twice as likely to commit suicide than somebody that's normal. I won't get into the the details, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, I can't read that one at all. Not a word of it. Um, okay, this one's kind of funny. From the post-millennial, Girl Guides of Canada to rename brownies claiming label has caused personal harm to people of color. Girl Scouts. This is the Girl Scouts of America. Um, okay, this is this is unbelievable. When they came out with the euthanasia in Canada, they said it would be under the most rare of instances. Listen to this. Mail online. Canadian man facing eviction from social housing is accepted onto the country's controversial legal euthanasia program after deciding he'd rather die than be homeless. Nothing wrong with him. Got some other news from around the world. Zero Hedge. This is in response to uh, Abbott's declaration and letter to the person in the White House. Texas prepares military tanks for southern border after Governor Abbott declares an invasion. A new planning document obtained by Army Times and the Texas Tribune reveals Texas military department officials are planning to deploy a fleet of fully tracked armored personnel carriers and National Guard troops. Texas military department officials issued the order to the headquarters leading Operation Lone Star. It detailed the deployment of 10 M113 armored personnel carrier vehicles to the border. The Texas military department released a statement that aircraft flights and security efforts will also be ramped up. The near-term deployment of the M113s comes as no surprise. These tanks are designed to carry infantry troops and or haul equipment. Each tank can be outfitted with a variety of weapons, heavy machine guns, grenade launchers, and anti-tank missiles. What weapons will be used on Texas Guard's M113s at the border is unclear. Hence, some of my photos may not have been quite accurate, but <laughs> from Zero Hedge, thermal drone footage shows army of illegals entering U.S. This is at night. Footage captured by a thermal drone shows an army of illegal migrants entering the U.S. at Eagle Pass, Texas, with the reporter who captured the footage noting that it happens every morning. The video shows scores of migrants lined up ready to cross into the U.S. under cover of darkness. Similar footage captured migrants streaming into Eagle Pass basically unimpeded, meaning that any terrorist that wants to come in and destroy you is coming with them. From the Daily Caller, we do worry. Senior Guatemalan official raises concerns over terrorists potentially heading to the U.S. border. This guy's more worried about what's happening on our border yeah. than the guy that's up in the White House right yeah. now. Guatemala's Minister of Defense said he's concerned that terrorists and criminals could be heading through Central America to reach the U.S. border. Many migrants bound for the U.S. pass through Guatemala as one of the last stops on their journeys. General Henry Chigua told the DCNF he worries that there's no way to know all of the backgrounds of those migrants. We don't have that information when they're coming in. So it is something that we do worry about. And following the instructions of the president, who is the commander in chief, we are doing everything we can to keep our country safe and defend our safety and sovereignty. That's him talking about his country. Yeah. The U.S. government has also recorded in fiscal year 2022 a nearly 600% increase in special interest migrants from countries with terrorism or other types of nefarious activity. 
According to an internal document recently obtained by the DCNF, most of these special interest migrants came from Turkey. That's not good, where terrorist groups like Islamic State are known to operate. Breitbart. Biden to more rapidly bus and fly border crossers into American communities as Title 42 ends. He just wants his nation destroyed. He wants it completely destroyed. Mail online. Putin has recruited up to 35,000 prisoners, including, I, I don't want to say that word, and murderers and even a maniac cannibal who will be pardoned if they survive six months in Ukraine. Wagner chief visited prison in Russia's Far East to sign up yet more convicts. That sounds just like The Dirty Dozen, which was a great, great movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. They're being hung anyway. We're going to offer you this, but they're doing it. 35,000 in Russia, and these are really bad people. It's unlike The Dirty Dozen where they were monitored very closely, okay? But it's the same premise. Zero Hedge, organized crime, looters steal astounding 400 million. That's a half a billion dollars almost in goods from Target stores, which doesn't break my heart at all. Not at all. Target is battling what is being called an organized retail crime wave, resulting in a massive hit on profits this year. The company has employed theft deterrent merchandising strategies, but still that's not enough to stop criminals from running off with everything on the shelves. The company reported dismal earnings, good, slashed guidance, and warned consumers they are pulling back on spending amid the worst inflationary environment in decades. The retailer also revealed gross profit margins were reduced by $400 million so far this year due to shrink the industry term for theft and other product loss. There's a handful of things that can drive shrink in our business, and theft is certainly a key driver. We know we're not alone across retail in seeing a trend that I think has gotten increasingly worse over the last 12 to 18 months. Now think of that. That's Target alone, half a billion dollars. Imagine the economy that's being stolen in states like California where they allow this. From CNBC, household debt soars at fastest pace in 15 years as credit card use surges, Federal Report says. Credit card balance collectively rose more than 15% from the same period in 2021, the largest annual jump in more than 20 years. The increase stems from a combination of robust consumer demand, everybody wants, 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 and higher prices. Uh, by the way, talking about higher prices, right now at Publix, you can get coffee, $5 a can, buy one, get one free. Now, I've already got plenty at the house. I got enough to last me till the second coming, but I bought more because... I used, since the last time I bought it, I used some. So I paid a dollar more this time than I did last time. It was four something, now it's five something. But two for one, coffee, Publix, go buy it today, okay? They got the Colombian roast and the original roast and the dark roast. And they got, if you want half coffee or half calf or no calf, they have that too. Who wants that? Okay, um, total debt jumped by $351 billion for the July to September period the largest nominal quarterly increase since 2017, bringing the collective household IOU in the United States to a fresh record of $16.5 trillion. That's an increase of 2.2% from the previous quarter and 8.3% from a year ago, which corresponds right along with the inflation rate. The increase follows a $310 billion jump in the second quarter and represents a $1.27 trillion annual increase. 
Debt has surged over the past year due to inflation running near its highest pace in more than 40 years and amid rising interest rates and strong consumer demand. Okay, I'd like to know who said it. Hell is truth seen too late. Anybody? Thomas Hobbes. Okay, I've got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure what he's talking about. Abbott's bringing equipment that lobs, wants to cut down invading mobs. He will say, tanks a lot, get us out of this spot. And they will, because they do their jobs. Unlike the government, which fails to do it. Okay, before I read you our final little article today, I would like to let you know that if you haven't seen it, it's on the Superior Word website, not on Sergio Nrota's website, but Sergio did a three-minute video about the state of Sarasota after the hurricane. It's a follow-up. It's Unfortunately, it's got a lot of me in there, which I apologize for, but um, uh, it, if you want to see how things are in Siesta Key and it's three minutes long, watch that video. It's on the Superior Word website. Okay, I got one more thing for you, a little bit of irony, and we are done. From Zero Hedge, the nerve of these people. The Ukraine backs UN vote to send Israel to international court while begging for arms. Yeah, that's the state of the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.